Have you been experiencing anger lately or know of someone that is? I know I have been, and I want to talk about why and what we can do about it using forgiveness technology. Hi, I'm Brenda Reese, freedom and forgiveness coach and a person just like you that is learning to navigate life and all of its challenges. I teach a forgiveness process like no other. It's a blend of practical and spiritual forgiveness. This process guides you into knowing how unforgiveness can be keeping you stuck in your relationships, both personally and professionally, and how it prevents you from releasing resentment and finding joy. Each week, I share practical and some not-so-practical tips, tools, and advice from myself and other people that are on this journey just like us. This is for you if you are ready to turn your pain into peace. Welcome to the Forgive Yourself Podcast. When we feel the desire to forgive someone or something, We have at some time felt anger toward them or the situation. Anger actually exists as a secondary emotion. Beneath anger lies a primary emotional pain, like hurt pride or shame, maybe frustration, sadness, or fear. There's even grief. Anger represents energy and motion emanating from the suppression of that pain. Not allowing our anger to flow can be likened to trying to cap a volcano. One day it's going to blow. Now, stages one and two in the radical forgiveness process asks us to get in touch with not only the anger, but the underlying emotion as well. This means feeling it, not talking about it, analyzing it, or labeling it, but experiencing it. I'm going to be talking more about the radical forgiveness process over the next few episodes so you can experience it for yourself. But for the purpose of this episode, I'm going to do a brief explanation of stages one and two of the radical forgiveness process, which helps you get in touch with the underlying emotion of the anger and then give you some things we can do about it. So stage one is telling the story. This is what we call the victim story. We write this from the point of view that we have been victimized because we feel that we have and we have been. It's important to do. It's very important to have your story be witnessed and validated. This is the story that you have told yourself over and over again about this situation and person or persons. And maybe you're even tired of hearing about it yourself. I know I finally got to that point with my story around my ex. I got tired of hearing myself, you know, go on and on. Now, what I tell my clients is that when they are telling me this story, they are telling me this story this way for the last time. Because after they are willing to do the forgiveness process, it helps shift their perception around the story so that they are no longer the victim of it. It's powerful. Then the second stage is about feeling the feelings, like anger that we're talking about today. Anger scares people. Most people are frightened of it because they fear they might lose control and hurt someone if they allow themselves to really feel it. That was my story. 
I shared it in another episode about not knowing how angry I was until leaving my ex and ripping apart a press board desk. It was crazy. When we know how to control our anger without denying it or suppressing it, it's very healing, and radical forgiveness can help us with this. This means feeling it, not talking about it, analyzing it, labeling it, but experiencing it in a safe way. And you know how we do this? We do this by loving our anger. I know. Doesn't that sound strange? You know, all too often, people talk about letting go of anger or releasing anger, but they really mean trying to get rid of it. They judge it as wrong and undesirable, even frightening. They do not want to feel it, so they just talk about it and try to process it intellectually, but that does not work. Trying to process emotion through talking about it is just another way to resist feeling it. What you resist persists. Have you heard that before? What you resist persists. Let's talk about it. Resistance means refusal to comply with or accept something. Now, when we introduce any change, whether it's good or not so good, our brain can trigger the fight or flight response. And as a result, it leads to psychological discomforts, which then has us come up with different mechanisms for coping to avoid that discomfort. Studies show that these mechanisms can show up as perfectionism. Anybody got that? I did. Criticizing others. Mm-hmm, done that. Disrespectful attitude. Yeah, I had that. Being self-critical. Oh, goodness gracious. Preoccupation with appearance. Social withdrawal. Done that too. Need to be seen as independent and invulnerable. Mm-hmm or an inability to accept compliments or constructive criticism. Okay, did you guys raise your hand on that? Can I get an amen on all those? Mm-hmm, I'm with you. Resistance feels like constriction in the body, and your emotions only become stronger when you avoid them. Because you are suppressing them and learned to work around them by creating those coping mechanisms we all raised our hands about. Our emotions are meant to flow through the body and not be held hostage within it. Yet we aren't taught to express them. So of course we create ways to work around them by suppressing them, by hiding them, by burying them. Now, since anger represents energy and motion, resisting it just keeps it stuck within us until that volcano erupts. Releasing anger means freeing that stuck energy of held emotions by allowing them to move freely through the body as feelings. Okay? We can release the anger by loving the anger. And we love the anger by being willing to feel it. Okay? And we're going to be willing to feel it by doing some kind of anger work, which helps us experience this emotion purposely and with control. Now, what we call anger work is not really about anger. It is simply the process of getting energy that is stuck in the body moving again. It might be more appropriately called like energy release work. Whatever we want to call it, 
If you are angry, here are some ideas to help you release it in a more controlled way. Do some explosive type of physical activity to help you feel your anger, like hitting the bed with a baseball bat or tennis racket. Okay, I love the tennis racket. And I I use it because I got a little carried away with swinging the bat and I hit myself in the back. Oh my gosh, that hurts so bad. Uh, so I recommend use a tennis racket. Now, when you use it, hold it straight over your head with both hands and hit straight down. Don't hurt yourself. Now, you can also throw yourself onto the bed and allow yourself a really good temper tantrum. This one is so good for the second chakra. I miss being able to do that. You know, like the kids do where they throw themselves on the floor. I don't want to throw myself on the floor, but because that would hurt. But you know what I mean? Don't you wish we could do that sometimes? Now, doing these type of things with the tennis racket or throwing a tantrum allows us to get the energy going. Now, when you add to that speaking out loud, using your voice, along with the frustration and anger, it's so good. So much anger gets stuck in our throat, and this allows it to be released through that throat chakra. It's amazing. Now, what I learned to do, all I could say was F you, F you, F you a lot of times, or I would just really just let it rip. And sometimes I didn't even know what was coming out of my mouth, but I would just be angry and I would just let whatever came out come out. And it doesn't take long. It doesn't take long. I mean, probably by about eight wax on the bed, I was exhausted. And so this is really good. Now, for those of you, though, I want to say if explosive type of activity isn't your thing, then try screaming in the car or into a pillow, okay, depending upon how close your neighbors are. You can dance your heart out, stomp your feet. All this is so good for releasing the stuck energy, really good for the second chakra, but really all over. Some sort of movement as you allow that energy to be processed and out of your body. Now, they have those rage rooms now in some cities. So if you don't know about those, go. you can go there and beat the shit out of stuff. It's so fun and so relieving. They have lamps and dishes and TVs. It's fantastic. It's awesome. You can tell. I like that kind of thing. I like a safe way to release my anger because we're human. We're going to have it. Okay. So combining that physical activity with the use of the voice seems to provide the key to successful energy release work. Now, if we can truly surrender to the emotions, we will feel more alive than we have felt in a long time. And we will find that the energy dissipates. I do have a note of caution here. It becomes all too easy to get addicted to anger. Now, anger feeds on itself and can easily become resentment. Resentment relishes going over and over an old hurt, constantly revisiting the pain associated with it and venting, right, that anger in some form. And usually it's directed at somebody. So doing this becomes a powerful addiction. 
Now, once the in, the energy of anger has been allowed to flow as a feeling, we can now use, instead of being addicted to that anger, right? Now we're going to use this energy to create a positive outcome. So we do not have to become addicted to anger. We can find healthy ways, controlled ways to release it so that we can get it flowing. So now we can see, do we need to set a boundary or a condition on future interactions with that person that we were, or persons that we are angry with, right? Or the situation. Perhaps we can make a decision of some kind, such as to be willing to feel compassion for that person or forgive the person or ourselves if this is who you are angry at. Only when used as the catalyst for positive change, self-empowerment, or forgiveness will we prevent the anger from becoming an addictive cycle. Now, I do want to say that if we are consistently angry, it can also be a messenger that we are out of alignment with something in our lives. Like in my case, I've been having anger come up with this anticipatory grief I am experiencing with my husband's dementia diagnosis. It was bothering me so much that I was getting so angry and it was brought to my attention from my counselor. Yep, I have a therapist who is helping me navigate this chapter of my life. It's so important. And she said, maybe my anger has a message for me. Hmm, where was I out of alignment or holding back or feeling like I was stuck? Hmm. So I sat with that. I was angry because I felt trapped, like I couldn't move forward. And there is so much I felt that I had lost with what I thought I was going to be able to do with my husband. And there is so much more I want to do with my business, yet the caretaking has taken precedence. And that's the piece that I finally realized had to do with my anger. As I sat quietly with myself and became willing to be really honest down to my core, it was that I don't want to spend my life being only a caretaker. Now to some people, that may sound cruel or cold, yet I'm exhausted and being the caregiver takes me away from being the wife that I want to be. This is me being honest with me and not listening to other people's judgments around what I should do. This has been a huge part of my growth doing this forgiveness work. What I then was able to do is turn my anger into something positive and use it as a motivator to ask for help and hire someone to help with the caretaking and then finding other places that can provide assistance. I thought I had to do it alone, and I don't and neither do you. So today, to recap, I shared a brief description about stages one and two of the radical forgiveness process to help with identifying our anger and start to be able to process it. And one of those ways we do that is by feeling the anger and loving it. Sounds counterintuitive, yet we are meant to feel the feelings and allow them to flow through us and not get held hostage inside of us. Remember, what we resist persists. Oh my goodness, do I know that one well. Then I gave you some ideas on how to release anger in a controlled manner. 
I encourage you to write out your story so that you can get to the feelings of it. Then try out one of these ideas on releasing anger. It can be helpful if you have someone be a witness with you if you are scared of your anger. Or try the rage room. It's pretty cool. And I will want to say, if you are really having a lot of issues with some raging anger, then I suggest getting some help and not going through any of what I suggested, but actually working with a therapist or someone that is licensed that can help you with that anger if you have a really a lot of raging anger, okay? And lastly, what is your anger telling you? I shared about me getting really honest with myself around caretaking and asking for help. I'd love to know what you find as you do some of this work. Please let me know. Thank you so much for listening to the Forgive Yourself podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit our website at brindareissescoaching.com for more show notes and additional episodes. And would you do me a favor and subscribe to this podcast and please consider rating and reviewing the show? That will help other people find us. Thanks again for listening. And we'll catch you next time on the Forgive Yourself podcast. Take care.